I think that this could be a pivotal moment in design where we're looking at things differently about the way things function with COVID. Why designers might need to pivot their services to include, guess what, wellness. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating industry experience into physical success. This is your design business, tightly fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. Thank you to our sponsor, Article. Article is an online-only furniture company inspired by mid-century style and Scandinavian simplicity. Go and check them out at wingnut.article.com. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla Biophilia Powell, and I am joined by Natalie Pigface Graff. Hey, Natalie, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm good, Pigface. Yeah, why are you Pigface, Natalie? Because I'm trying to make you laugh and mess up when you're <laughs> starting the intro. And so I'm sitting over here across from Making you, pig faces. Making pig faces, taking my, my finger and putting it at the tip of my nose and pushing my nose up like a pig, kind of like I'm doing right now. Like okay, you pig. can, you can yeah. stop now. No, really, stop. <laughs> you're ridiculous. Has it been that long of a day for you? It has been that long of a day. Yes, yes, yes. That's what happens when you work 36 hours. <laughs> Natalie, people are really catching on that social media consumption is up 40 and 50% right now during the coronavirus situation. Yeah. Have you noticed that the internet or the interwebs, as you like to call it, have, it's a little slower? The Googles. Things, yeah, the Googles. everything is not performing as fast as it could be. Well, that could just be our home office situation. No, I think that's pretty much all over because Abby's even said something. Our daughter, when she goes into her Zoom or goes to look something up, and, and mm -hmm. I know a few other uh, teachers that are doing a bunch of Zoom meetings and the Microsoft Teams and all that stuff, and they're like, oh my gosh, things are running so slow right now. Kind of like the speech of yours. <laughs> wow, you're an <laughs> Yeah, several people have commented in the Wingnut Social Media Lab on Facebook, shameless plug, that um, their engagement's up tremendously on Instagram and Facebook. And it's because, hello, we're a captive audience. <laughs> it's either Netflix or social media or both at the same time, which is how I like to roll. How do you remember any of that when you do both at the same time? I really don't. Okay. I'm just, just <laughs> curious here. Is that why when I say something to you and you're doing Facebook and Netflix that you really just what I say, I, I might as well just stop talking? Yeah, that's the reason why. Because okay. I'm on Netflix and social media. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm that's, just saying. That's, all right. that's why I'm ignoring you. I, I sure hope you get dinner tonight. Today we're talking all about wellness. Wellness and interior design. And is now a good time if a designer's been sitting on the fence to pivot towards that philosophy in their design business, maybe specializing in, in that genre of interior design. And who better than to tell us all about that than Christina McManaway. I don't disagree because I find that at this time that everybody's going outside, they're getting outside. So why not bring the outside inside? That's part of it, right? And I'm sure we're going to find Absolutely. out some more, but uh, let's tell the audience a little bit about today's guest, shall we? We shall. Christina McManaway recently celebrated five years at her design firm, McManaway Interior Design. She has spent the past year educating herself on health and wellness in the built environment. To show her commitment to wellness, she recently became an accredited professional with the International Living Future Institute, the ILFI, 
Throughout her studies, one thing became evident, the need for advocacy to promote health and wellness in the interior design industry. Christina founded The Well Designer, an advocacy initiative focusing on, guess what, wellness and biophilic design. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Christina McManaway to the podcast. Hey there, Christina McManaway. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I am doing well. How about you? I'm doing very well, wink, wink. <laughs> right? <laughs> she is such a nerd, Christina. Oh, my gosh. Well, Christina is from the well designer. I see what she did there. I know. I know. That's in fact, pretty smart. In fact, that's kind of how we started rubbing elbows. It was on her Facebook group, the well designer. And, you know, I'm very passionate about this biophilic design and wellness for interior designers. It's, it's something that I really enjoy. I think I would love as a client. So I would like to have some kind of expertise in it to, to offer to my clients. And guess what? Christina McManaway is all about it. It's so exciting for me to talk to someone else that's passionate about this. When I talk to other designers that are passionate about this, I feel like we're kindred spirits in understanding the importance of wellness and the importance of changing our industry to focusing on health. I'm really a hippie at heart. Let's just address this whole elephant in the room, the whole COVID-19. Hey, I didn't gain that much weight. Oh, well, you know, I'm just saying we're not talking about you, but yes. Um, So (laughs) this whole COVID-19, do you believe that this will have a dramatic impact on the design industry and maybe bring people a little more to that wellness? Because now that they're in their homes, I I think they, they go outside and they actually are in this greenery and they're in their outside green space. And don't you think that'll make them want to just... Pull that inside. More? I'm sorry, Christina. She speaks Amish. Do, if- I, I do. Do you understand Amish, or, or do do you need a translator? I think that this could be a pivotal moment in design where we're looking at things differently about the way things function with COVID. I was sitting there writing a list, and it's so detailed about how technology can address wellness. How. We're dealing with not only physical health, but mental health. We're all trapped inside our house. Yes, we're trapped. Like the government has told us, hey, stay home. It's the new normal. When is this going to end? When your clients are coming to you and saying, what can we do about this or that? That's when you know we've hit a pivotal moment is when clients are addressing us and expecting us to come up with solutions for what we're all dealing with. Biophilia, the definition of it is an innate tendency to focus on life and lifelike processes. So what what's going on? Well, we don't get to hug each other. We don't get to embrace each other. That's our biophilic connection with each other. Do you think that this is something that's um, going to extend beyond the, you know, when business gets back to normal, that there's always going to be that percentage of the population that was has PTSD, I guess, so to speak, for lack of a better term from this and always going forward, want a design that's a little more six feet apart-ish? Uh, yes, I think so. Because before this, I think we were very just nonchalant about things wellness related and contracting things from each other Mm. and allowing things that don't need to be in our life, like toxic materials and everything. When you're starting to feel down about the interior that you're in, it's 
the biophilia of the space that's making you feel that way and you don't know it. It's scientifically proven about certain elements, how they affect your brain. When you touch metal, it makes you excited. When you touch a natural product and everything, it calms your brain. And so we don't even have control over these faculties. And we've just accepted the norm that that new hot synthetic product is okay for us. But Now I think this is going to shed a light on all those synthetic products that are not well for us because we're stuck inside all the time. Everybody's worried about what this is going to do economically. I'm worried about what it's going to do mentally for everybody. We could have a mental wellness crisis because of this. Where do we go from here? Where do we address these things to make people feel comfortable and feel healthy again? So, Christina, what does wellness mean to you when it comes to design? And can you give us a couple examples of it? Okay. So, I love that you asked that question because I feel biophilic design, even though it has its own definition that's been developed by scientists, I feel it is a scientific-based design philosophy that focuses on health and wellness, both physical and mental health and wellness. The one thing that we have to remember is that all of this is based on science. So you can't just be like, let's add some water. Well, you need to do the research behind that attribute to know how to apply it in biophilic design. Within the array of biophilic design is so many things. It's cultural preservation. It's historic preservation. It's natural materials. It's reducing toxins. It's an array of things. It's not just add plants. That's kind of my basic understanding of it is, hey, let's add some plants. That's what I want to talk about. So tell me about some things that are going on in people's homes right now that aren't biophilic, that aren't healthy, that would contribute to the opposite of a sense of well-being, a sickness or, or disease, that an interior designer with the right set of skills can go in and say, hey, I'm certified in wellness, A, B, A, B, C, D, this is what I can do for you in this area. Because what I want to focus on here for the wing that's listening is the specifics and the benefits for them adopting adopting a certification in this or their expertise that they can market and be of service to their clients. I love that. I love that you you want to give something back. And so, okay, so I'm going to give you a rundown really quick. The organizations that I like are Living Future and Well. So they're like the ones that are really taking this on, really going after wellness, biophilic design. And if you want to learn more about biophilic design and wellness, you need to go to them. They're the cream of the crop. They're taking this on. They're taking on COVID. And they're very detailed about wellness. And what's their name again? What's the organization name? Okay, it's the International Well Building Institute. And everybody just calls them well. Oh, okay. So we'll we'll put that information in the show notes for people listening. So and then I got my accreditation through the International Living Future Institute. Just Living Future, if you look them up, they have a lot of different things on there. They have courses that you can take where you sit in the comfort of your home. They're $35 each. You don't have to get the full accreditation. They've got a biophilic design course that they're going to be doing during their conference. It's coming up, I think, in May. Uh, they're doing a virtual conference, but you don't have to attend the conference, I don't think, to take the course. 
We will put that link in our show notes, Christine, but let me ask you, before we move into some of the, the more nitty-gritty, like with the coursework or anything, let the wingless, the designers listening, what are some examples that are existing in everyday design now that don't contribute to biophilic design or harmony that a designer can go in and say, I can change this A, B, C, Yeah, the materials that we use, the lack of technology, lack of plants that produce oxygen, th- those kind of things. Yeah. Living Future is really great for their list. It's called the Red List. It's a group of toxic materials that are in buildings. And they're in basic building materials. One example is PVC. PVC is everywhere. We can't seem to get rid of it. And what it does is it bioaccumulates in your fat and it causes cancer. Yes. Natalie's been working with PVC for years. It, yes, it, it bioaccumulates in your skin from touching, inhaling. You can look it up. It's all listed on the EPA. And this is just one chemical that's on Living Futures Red List. You could go down the rabbit hole on it, really. But we all have heard of off-gassing, and a yeah. lot of interior designers use that. There's another one called sublimating, and it's when something goes from a solid state to a gas state, and it skips the liquid state. And a lot of materials are doing that inside of our home. So I recommend when you get educated, you're able to speak these things to your clients. They understand your knowledge when you walk in the door and you're able to say, let's try and focus on natural materials. Let's get the polyurethane foams out of the sofas. Let's go to more natural materials as possible because those polyurethanes are they break down and they cause dust in your house. And so it's really recommended that you're like wiping things with like a clean cloth, like a a damp cloth to not create dust. I mean, we're all wiping everything down right now with COVID. (laughs) Right? I know. So Christina, you did say so when you do get this education, when you do get these skills. So is that something that is included in a college course? Or how would a designer go about flaunting this credit and what they can do for a client? Where are they looking? That is why I totally recommend these two organizations that are really spearheading it. They have what you need to learn these things the way I learn them. And you can get a lot just from their websites. Living Future has case studies. They're fantastic about that, about breaking down a project based upon every single little thing that went into it and where they had to make concessions. Like they have to make concessions a lot with their ultraviolet light water treatment systems. And this goes kind of into the COVID discussion. It could bring forth more of that type because they're starting to use ultraviolet and um, airplanes to sanitize them now because of COVID. But before this has been laying on the floor and they can't get it up off the floor because the municipalities won't agree to allow ultraviolet purification of water. This could be a pivotal moment for that, and we could start to see a lot of things have ultraviolet light. Now, we have to be careful because it degrades collagen in your skin. Oh, I don't want that. (laughs) Don't anybody go buying any lights or anything. Be really careful about that. Natalie Andrew. Yes, Darla Jethro Powell. Our sponsor, Article.com 
The online-only furniture company is pretty sweet. Tell me about it. They ship like speed of light, man. Boom. It's there. <laughs> well, you know, two weeks shipping or less because 80% of their items are usually in their catalog and in stock. That's like insane. You know what I love about them? I love that their items are gorgeous. The price point is really good. This customer service is terrific. And you know that they have designers on staff to actually help you with your selections, like real certified interior designers who are going to know what it is you're looking for, who can speak what you speak. Hey, that's pretty impressive. So get on over there. Check them out at wingnut.com article.com that's wingnut.article.com in this type of design is there something you know if a designer doesn't have this accreditation that they need or, or can't flaunt that certificate is there something that they could start implementing tomorrow to start this process like in their design or, or anything? Yes, yes. It is very applicable. And it comes with knowledge, unfortunately, when you start to learn about daylighting and circadian rhythms and what that does for health. And it comes when you do a lot of reading like I have. But when you have a passion for it, when you do a site evaluation and how that can help you pick the right window treatments, because you've laid out where the sun is going to set and where the sun is going to rise in the morning, and you know where the trees are located on the property. That's a big one. It's it's a lot of upfront work on our side to better assist our clients in the end. Now you can decide that you're just going to learn everything there is about reducing toxins in interiors. You know, you can go to Living Future, start reading up on every single one of the red list chemicals, and you can pull up the EPA articles and find out what exactly is wrong with these things. Start creating your own database that you can give clients the knowledge and what would you say is the biggest misconception of the biophilic design? Oh, the plants. The plants. Everybody everybody thinks it's forest bathing. <laughs> <laughs> so the ILFI, they offer an actual certificate or something in this that'll say, I am Darla Powell. I am certified in just putting plants in your house. Just kidding. And 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 wellness design, and where are they at with that right now? What I did is I took their their fundamental uh, their foundational and then their biophilic design course and that added up to a living a future accreditation. Okay, and that's what we're looking for. You can do that if you want to. If you're really ambitious, you can do that. If not, they have their biophilic design course that's coming up soon. Anything's possible with everything that's going on right now. They're having to rework everything. So maybe this is what they're going to be offering now. But I know it's by the same teacher, Erin. She's fantastic. She's um, so I definitely recommend if you if you have the money, have the time, Get on board with that. Do you know about how much that course is going to run? Have they decided on that to give them? Okay. I didn't see a price on it. I know it was complimentary if you signed up for the virtual unconference that they're doing. Oh, but okay. um, they are really pioneering it and everything. But I got to tell you, I love well, too. And I love what they're doing with the task force right now, trying to get into the nitty gritty of what they can do with their standard and because they're very specific in their standard. And if you really don't mind the technical 
technical side, their their standard is a very good one to go over. You're probably going to bypass some of the technicals if you're just trying to get started. You're probably just going to go through and read it. So tell me how this is with the COVID and everything and you specializing in the, this industry, you know, in the wellness, that's your niche. What changes have you seen? Have you seen more clients coming to you looking for information on this? More people asking you to be on their podcast? How's that working out there? We're kind of in a full stop over here in, in California. I think the authorities are starting to loosen things up. So, you know, that means that maybe we could get back to what normal is. But, you know, the forefront of everybody's mind is what does this mean going forward for us all? You know what I mean? It changes everything about everything we do. But have you found that that you've had designers coming to you more so during this time to find out more about the science of this, the wellness of this, and to become certified? There is a focus in on this. I think that people are pulling back and starting to see, okay, well, what, what does this mean? We're all kind of sitting around. We have time to kind of study things. What better thing to do than to start, you know, studying wellness and really getting into the nitty gritty of it. What we've been telling people also is now is a good time to consider your positioning, where you are at in life, where you're at with the business. Are there things you want to rethink or, or do a new direction? For me, with on the interior design side, this is the thing I want to add, you know, the feather into my cap to be an expert in this area as well. I have a personal interest in it. So <laughs> I, I um, love hearing when another designer wants to do this. My lead designer, Johanna, also is very interested in, in doing getting some certification, whether it's, you know, here, the Design Harmony certification, because I just think it's such an important movement. Christina, I had, thank you for, for giving us this information. And we are going to have all the links, the links in the show notes. So anyone want to go find out the course there by the ILFI or more about Christina and her amazing Facebook group, uh, The Well Designer. Christina, now I have to ask you if you're ready for the What Up Wingnut round. Yes, I am. I'm ready. I've got my paper here. No, I'm just using your paper. There's no cheating. (laughs) Now it's time for What Up Wing Night. Christina McManaway, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? I love pine trees. I love the way they smell. It brings me back to happy memories of being outside with my family and one of my favorite places to visit, Mammoth Lakes, which is here in California. One of my favorite all-time places. The trees are beautiful. I love the scent that they give off. It just it fills me with happiness just smelling it. I, you could never tell that you were into wellness and design by that. <laughs> no, no. What, what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? It would say, mother, I'm doing this for my kids. Because when I leave this planet, it needs to be a better place than where it is now. It really does. It really does. That's a very deep answer. That's a first for sure. If you could have only one superpower, what would it be and why? Flying invisibly. (laughs) That's cheating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you could be Wonder Woman. Wait, listen, listen, follow You can be Wonder Woman and have her invisible airplane. So that would have been the attack. You know, I love watching those crazy videos of the bald eagles in the nest. And how else are you going to be able to do that if we're not invisible (laughs) and flying? (laughs) Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound effect on you, either personally or professionally. I recommend Creating Biophilic Buildings, and it's by Amanda Sturgeon. She is the former CEO of Living Future, and she wrote this 
coffee table book that's like a basic rundown for anybody that's new. And it's like case studies and it's beautiful photography and it's so inspiring. And I walked around with it for a long time and it really kind of got destroyed because it was with me everywhere. And what was the title of that one again? It's called Creating Biophilic Buildings. Creating Biophilic Buildings. Yes. Okay. And it just, okay. it's a beautiful piece to anybody's collection that needs a rundown of the vastness of what biophilic design is. And that it's culture, it's it's biomimicry, it's, you know, natural material. I, I, okay. You know, you really need, need to, to get stop. more excited about this. <laughs> you, you, I know. You definitely have an attitude problem. <laughs> That's the thing is I spend my time reading these books. I'm like, and my brain is mush afterwards. Okay. Uh, like, let's be <laughs> Mine is mush now. So that's <laughs> <laughs> Christina, please tell the wingnuts listening where they can follow you and all that good stuff. And then we will bid you a adieu. You guys are so welcome to come in to the Well Designer. It's a collaborative of designers that come and talk wellness. You can follow me on Instagram, McManaway Interiors. You can look at the biophilic design arm that I'm creating and kind of debuting here. It's called biophilicconsulting.com. And it's going to be more for corporations and product manufacturers to really understand so they have someone to work with other designers, architects, if they need help on understanding, because this biophilic design will be its own thing after a while. Like you go to a therapist, there's going to be a biophilic therapist someday walking around. This is a big thing. I I can guarantee you everybody's really excited about biophilia. Can you tell? I, I don't disagree. I do. I do think I do see it burgeoning. I think we're just at the very beginning stages of something really big. Christina, thank you again for joining us on the podcast. You have an amazing day. Thank you for allowing me to talk to you guys today. I had such a great time. Natalie and Giraffe. Yes, Darla Jethro Powell. This is her t- certificate that I want. Go get it. What are you stopping for? She gave us all the What am the I stopping links. for? Yeah. What are you stopping a for? Language all her own. It is. What are you stopping for? <laughs> she gave us all the links and don't worry, everything's going to be in the show notes. Wingnutsocial.com slash podcast. Yes, that's where they will live and you can go look this up. And I know this is something that you've always wanted, Darla, because you want to learn a little bit more about it. And We were talking to Christina afterwards there after the recording, waiting for her audio to upload. And, um, you know, she and I both firmly believe that plants do talk to us. This is true. I know you hug trees and talk to them. I do. I do. It's been scientifically proven. Yes. That they are happier when you're happier towards them and they're sadder when you're mean towards them. Okay. It's like science. Don't be mean to the plant, Starla. But she also said one of the biggest misconceptions about biophilic design was just all about them plants. Right. (laughs) And that's all you and I seem to talk about. Yeah. And that's what we talk (laughs) about. I see what she's saying. Yeah. Yes, it is nice to have but indoor. it's also about the off-gassing. It and is the- nice to have the indoor greenery and all that good stuff. But yes, the off-gassing, the polyurethane. I do a lot of off-gassing. Oh, uh, we won't talk about that. That's <laughs> not the place for this. <laughs> the polyurethane, all of the good stuff, Using leaning more towards natural materials. But she also said to survey the property. That's kind of what got me. Survey the property and figure out how much shade is going to come in this. When the sun does come up, how much shade is cast from that tree? into the client's room that's that taking over. it that's far and it sounds like she takes it that far Darla 
Christina does post these updates in her Facebook group, The Well Designer. You guys go check that out. So any news, any breaking news about anything having to do with wellness in the interior design industry, you can find it all there. And I'm sure if you're a designer and you ask to be invited, she will be very gracious and let you in. You got anything else, Darla? Be sure to follow us on social at Wingnut Social. Give us a call at one eight seven seven Wingnut for all your marketing needs for your interior design firm. And I think that's it for this week. Nat, you got anything else? Nope. So long. See ya. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next week for more business and marketing info and insightful interviews with industry experts and design superstars. Can't wait? Then head on over to wingnutsocial.com for more great content to help you get your business to the next level. There's a lot of biophilic design that has like, oh my gosh, I'm totally messing this up. (laughs) Stop making faces. Just so you know, Carrie, I'm taking my finger and pushing up my end of my nose because she keeps messing up. So when she looks (laughs) over, she laughs. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Natalie, who is an idiot. Can we stop it? Dun 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 Remember, remember the old Star Trek fights fight song? No. Whenever Kirk was fighting with an alien, you don't remember that music? Oh shit! I gotta look out. What? Nothing. Would you? Hey, pay attention. Here, always look I look I. Pay attention, Natalie. No, leave. I'm gonna do the show myself. Good boy, Mango.